You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Here we are, July the 2nd, 4th of July week. I don't know how many people are listening right now or if they're on vacation or just getting ready for the uh, fireworks, the red, white, and blue. So, uh, happy birthday to the United States of America. All week we can celebrate. That's fine. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News from downtown Conroe, Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1. Of course, we are live Facebook live YouTube, and a link of the show will be put on IRLoneStar.com within the next couple of days. So if you want to review, share it. We're also on Conroe Culture News Facebook page. So today's guests will all be from Aspire Hospital Health, and we will have David Lesner. He's the Director of Behavior Health and Compliance, Barry Spencer, Director of Admissions, and Lacey Rivers, Director of Clinical Services. And uh, after a little bit of introduction about what's going on around uh, Conroe and Montgomery County for the 4th of July. We will introduce them. So this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center, and they are located on Highway 105 by Taco Bell and Conroe High School. She's getting ready for her ladies' night out, the annual ladies' night out, which will be July 17th on a Tuesday from 5 to 7. And she has moved her building three times, and every time it's a crowded building for this ladies' night out. So if you want free massages, wine, food, okay, men, you're not allowed. But ladies, I'm sure there's a lot out there who are interested in this. That is July 17th from 5 to 7 at Roger Stein Chiropractic, 3303 West Davis in Conroe. So things that are going on. Uh, Fourth of July, first of all, which is Wednesday in two days. Bridgewood Farms will have their annual Burn Your Buns bike ride that goes several different distances, and that is to all help special needs adults in Montgomery County. Uh, They have this every year on the 4th of July, and uh, the Rotary Club of Lake Conroe and Conroe Rotary Club will be helping to host that at registration, the uh, rest stop, and uh, also help with lunch afterwards. You can still go and ride the bike ride. It's not a competitive one. There's not awards, but there's three different distances and through the rolling hills of Willis and Conroe, out Shepherd Hill Road and uh, 45 out that way. So, but you have to be there by 6.15 in the morning if you have not registered at Bridgewood Farm. So if you want to burn your buns and make a difference, there you go. Do that on the 4th of July. The annual duck race put on by Montgomery County Emergency Assistance and now called Crisis Assistance Center will actually be on Saturday, August 25th. So if you were thinking of going out to Rob Fleming Park, go on, go ahead. That's fine. The pool will be open on July 4th, but you will not see those 5,000 yellow rubber ducks on that day. You're going to have to wait till August 25th. They're still looking for sponsors, so go to cac-mctx.org to find out about that and get in touch with Kathy Rafat. So uh, what else is going on? Well, there's still some time to shop. If you do not have your decorations or clothing apparel, notice I have on clothing apparel, patriotic, but if you still need that, you could go to Cowtown Couture in downtown Conroe. You'd go to Mimi's on Main. You could go to uh, Deborah Cruz's place at the corner of Metcalf and Main, just a couple shops away from us, and get some great decor. And also Conroe Central Market has patriotic items for you. 
you know, if you want to decorate because you're in the parade on the 4th of July in the Woodlands that is meeting out by Market Street at the Methodist Church, go get it. Come on down to downtown Conroe. Now, most of the merchants will be closed on the 4th of July, but the restaurants are open. So we have several restaurants around here, and you can have live entertainment at the Red Brick Tavern, Pacific Yard House, and the Corner Pub, all within walking distance. So also, coming up, uh, the day after the 4th of July, which happens to be the 5th of July, it, that happens to be the first Thursday. And the, as always, on the first Thursday, there's a free concert and the Farmer's Market, we are now calling it Market Days, and that's at Heritage Park, down two blocks down from the radio station here, Lone Star Community Radio. So the fun thing is, not only is it free and starts at 4 o'clock, music will start at 6.30, but the band playing is called Escape, and they will be playing Journey music. So they are a cover band for Journey, so don't stop believing. <laughs> I, I expect there are going to be a lot of people there. So bring your lawn chairs. You cannot. You can bring coolers in there, but no alcohol is permitted, but alcohol is sold on the inside, and there will be food trucks. Fresh produce, hot tamales from Carmelita's, homemade items, soaps, candles, all that is at the Market Street or the uh, Market Days out on July the 5th, starting from 4 o'clock and going till 8. So there's going to be a lot of stuff also happening this week. On uh, Friday, will be the opening performance of Willy Wonka at the Crichton Theater. Who doesn't like Willy Wonka, the Candyman? And this is the second week of the performance over at the Owen Theater, which is the musical comedy murders of 1940. I can see the theater from here. So get your tickets for that at owentheater.com or thecrichtontheater.org to get Willy Wonka because those will both sell out if you don't have those yet. So that's Friday night at 8 o'clock, both performances, Saturday night at 8, and they both have matinees at 2 p.m. on Sunday. The Conroe Art League will feature Wendy Moreland throughout this month with an opening exhibit Friday at Hilson's on Main, which is the corner of Simonton in Maine, right by the Red Brick Tavern and uh, the Conroe Art League. And then Saturday from 11 to 2, Conroe Central Market will host Wendy Moreland. And she is the featured artist at the Maidley Art Gallery. They have their monthly free art um no, I can't even think of what it's called. Artist Reception. And that's all local artists. And that is just down the street from us here. And that will be from 5 to 8. Come in, say hi, meet the artists, see what's on exhibit this month, and uh, get some free bites. So Friday night, also, Two Tons of Steel will be at Pacific Yard House. Americana folk artist Bob Livingston will be at the Red Brick Tavern. And Keith Michael Kalina will be at Corner Pub. Russell Boyd takes the stage at the Corner Pub Saturday night. Voke will be at the Red Brick Tavern and the Crazy Blues Brothers. It's not the Blues Brothers. It's a cover band for the Blues Brothers. But they play the Blues Brothers music, and that will be at Pacific Yard House Saturday night. So the Conroe Downtown Area Association is also looking forward to a big barbecue cook-off, competitive, very competitive cook-off that will be on Saturday, October 6th in downtown Conroe. Those details will be coming forward soon in uh, the weekly article under the socialites, under downtown, historic downtown Conroe, and it will also be talked about on the radio and uh, go to Experience Downtown Conroe Facebook page to find out more about that. That is October 6th. So Movies in the Park with the City of Conroe will be July 20th, and they are showing Back to the Future. So that's a great movie, has a lot of history. Bring the family, it's absolutely free. Bring your lawn chairs. 
And that's just one of the many things that is going on in downtown Conroe. You can always go to experiencedowntownconroe.com to find out all the monthly activities. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to hear about mental health from the folks at Aspire Hospital. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for the show. Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Culture News, Marty Taylor, and we hope to give you a little education, information about things that are going around the community. And today, the topic is mental health. So, my three guests sitting here today are um, from the Aspire Hospital. We have David Luxner, he's the Director of Behavior Health. Raise your hand, David. Hello, there you are. Okay, and then we have Barry, uh, your Health and Compliance. I did, yes. I left off that part, sorry. Thank you. Okay, Barry Spencer is the Director of Admissions. Hi, Barry. And uh, Lacey Rivers, who's the Director of Clinical Services. Okay, so everybody knows who the players are, but what do you do? Tell me about Aspire, David, or Barry, or Lacey, whoever. <laughs> well, Aspire Hospital is, is a fairly small hospital. We're 30 beds inpatient uh, here in Conroe, one mile away from Conroe Regional Medical Center. Um, we have, a, out of those 30 beds, 24 beds are dedicated to mental health, psychiatric. Um, and the other six beds are for a combination of medical, psychiatric, or comprehensive medical care. Uh, in addition to that, we have a diagnostic imaging center there on site, as well as one in Huntsville, 
We have a sleep study center in Huntsville, a physical therapy uh, rehab center in Huntsville, and an oncology radiation treatment center in Woodlands. So it were uh, uh, in Vision Park. So we're, we're, we're one hospital in several locations. See, and I did not know that you did the uh, sleep disorders and you had imaging. I thought it was just strictly mental health. So that's interesting information. So people come there if they need to get um, an MRI? Yes. Okay, anything yes. like that? So they get doctor's orders and Absolutely. come there for that? Absolutely, MRI, CAT scan, Whatever. physical therapy. X-rays. Yeah. X- yeah. Yes, all of those imaging things. I thought it was just strictly uh, inpatient, outpatient services. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, at our Conroe um, Diagnostic Imaging, we have a Tesla 3 uh, MRI machine, which is like the latest technology MRI. There's there's not very many even in Texas. So do you, you have to have doctor's orders to get that done, though, yes, right? Absolutely. So you go to your primary physician, and then you can go, I think generally, depending on what your coverage is, to any place to get the imaging done. Ex- exactly. And, um, and yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know. So let's... Uh, Let's talk about the mental health and how that works. So do you, you work in collaboration with Tri-County? Yes, we do. And also uh, law enforcement officers. And there is in particular, and we can come back to that. I know one area only works with uh, mental health issues in the county, right? Isn't that right? I think the city of Conroe and one of the constable's offices. Yes, the constables have, have mental, they have uh, some specialized dedicated mental health constables and um barry interacts with them quite a bit yeah and then conroe pd has what they call their cert team which is uh an officer that rides around uh, actually it's a therapist that rides around with an officer um and they take mental health calls where they feel like someone is called in and said this family member is in crisis threatening suicide whatever so what happens at least in the city of conroe their cert team will arrive there with an officer and a therapist um, who assist the officer in trying to assess the patient, determine is this a true mental health patient, or indeed is this you know something that law enforcement needs to take care of. It's a great program. It's an outstanding program, actually. Well, I love hearing about that because I know that oftentimes um, you don't know what direction to go when you have a family member that has different issues, whether it's drug-related or it could be both drugs and mental kind of thing. Because sometimes when you're having mental issues, I'm no expert, but it seems like you take drugs to calm the effects is that right Lacey oh yes absolutely many many people do self-medicate with Mm -hmm. drugs and alcohol okay they don't like the way they feel so they use drugs or alcohol to try to mitigate you know the the symptoms the feelings that they're having and so they frequently do walk hand in hand very common so I know that uh, Tri-County has an 800 number for assistance with different things how do you work with Tri-County, because they're a county agency and y'all are private, correct? Right. So well, Tri-County will assess people. They, um, they're basically, they're a nonprofit agency, so they do have funds for indigent people. And they have a very small, how many beds do they have? I think it's 16, 16. I believe. Um, and, and, and they- That's very small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's half the size of ours, and, and they don't often get filled either because um, they have their own own criteria of how they fill their beds. But but they will take um, indigent people, and so people that have insurance, uh, if they qualify them uh, as meeting criteria, 
they often will refer them to us. Also, um, if they don't have insurance and they're indigent, sometimes they will call us and they will pay us, um, you know, a, a, a fee, a fee um, to help indigent. So people. you collaborate a lot. Absolutely. And you collaborate with the law enforcement. I mean, you have to in this community. Yes. And also the so, emergency rooms at the various hospitals around, some doctor's offices. Um, you know, we we uh, we sort of try to try to make everybody aware of of who we are and where we are. And you're very easily found. You're right there on uh, Loop 336. If you're going past uh, what used to be the Kroger and Incredible right. Pizza, you just keep going like you're going to Conroe Regional. Right. And right. you're before Conroe Regional, right? No, after. 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 Okay. From, coming from the high, uh, from 45. Correct. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. Going, it's west of Conroe Regional. Yeah, exactly it's one state. mile. Yes. Yeah, one yes. mile from I-45. Okay. Yep. On the same side of the road. So uh, tell me about your outpatient services. Okay. Lacey. Sure. Lacey. Yeah. So we have um, our PHP and our IOP. So it's a partial hospitalization program and an intensive outpatient program. Uh, one of them is three days a week. One of them is five days a week. Um, so really we invite anybody who maybe, you know, doesn't want to go inpatient yet or, you know, doesn't fit that criteria, but they're needing some help. Um, we have group therapy, five group therapies, uh, Monday through Friday um, and daily, so they can come to our outpatient program and, and receive therapy, uh, medication management from our doctor, um, and, you know, any assistance, really. And, and people that have been inpatient um, in our hospital also will often step down into the PHP program because They've gone through something traumatic, whether it's a suicide attempt or suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts or, you know, severe depression, whatever it is that brings them inpatient um, is very traumatic. And so as they um, as they heal and get some, you know, therapy and some nursing care and medication adjustment and so forth, uh, oftentimes it, it really helps for them to transition through Lacey's outpatient program because... Uh, just going from inpatient just back to it's the real world. It's continuity of care, exactly. right? I mean, you exactly. got to keep it going. You just can't walk in and go, oh, you're much better now. Okay. Exactly right. You got to have a, a check-in kind of thing. Exactly. So ideally, it would be, um, you know, our whole package deal, inpatient, um, and you receive that crisis, you know, management, and then you go to our outpatient PHP, which is five days a week, can step down to three days a week, and then be discharged to your individual um, psychiatrist and therapist. So when we're talking mental health, we're also talking about drug abuse, possibly, yes. too? Absolutely. So do you have as many with that as you do mental health? No, we do not. We, we see far more mental, mental health, health patients, psychiatric-type patients, as opposed to uh, substance abuse. Substance abuse, okay. But we do work with um, substance abuse uh, in the sense that we do detox and medical detox with with people that have substance abuse problems, whether it's alcohol or opioids or whatever, um, a, but people that have a psychiatric diagnosis as well. As in addition to that, we also deal. Um, you know, when when we opened up back in two thousand nine, the hospital opened up as a geriatric psychiatric hospital, and over the years, for various reasons, we've 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 kind of morphed through a few changes and we take 18 and up uh but we still uh we where still, do the kids go the kids will, will go to either um cypress, cypress creek, creek hospital kingwood pines or intercare and um it's a, but we still take geriatric uh patients and we you know we often have 
uh, people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, um, even 90s, and we do right now. And we also um, will intervene with a lot of situations. Nursing homes will call us uh, when somebody becomes combative and it seems to be a mental health issue and we'll like help. Like dementia or something? Y- yes, dementia, Alzheimer's, and, and, and the family too. Sometimes somebody will have a, you know, a mother or, or a grandfather or sometimes, sadly enough, a wife or husband in, in their 50s or 60s. It's not always people in their, you know, doesn't always wait till somebody's in their 90s. Um, that we'll have sort of a slow progressing, you know, dementia, kind of everybody in the family knows it, but sometimes it almost seems like suddenly after six months or a year or two years, all of a sudden it's exacerbated and, you know, the person's wandering in the street or becoming combative. Yeah. And so they often enlist our, our help with that. And many of those dementia patients can become very paranoid, delusional. And we see that a lot with them where they're feeling like the family's trying to kill them, the family's sure. trying to poison them. You know, it's just a part of the disease. Yes. And so what we have to do is try to treat the symptoms. I mean, the reality is there is no true uh, treatment for dementia or Alzheimer's. So what we're left with is trying to treat the symptoms and trying to mitigate those symptoms, relieve some of those symptoms, and get them back where they can function. And so, and so the direction we're going, Margie, with, with, with that as we work with people that are, that are older and, you know, people that are older often um, have more and more complicated uh, medical issues and comorbidities. In other words, they have more than one medical uh, disease or condition mm-hmm. at the same time coexisting with their mental health. And so whether it comes from the family or the nursing home, as well as the fact that there are people in our emergency rooms at, at the hospitals, and it's not restricted to local, this is a nationwide sort of epidemic, that, um, that people will, will go in the, in, in the emergency room, they've got an, an exacerbated or um, acute uh, mental health crisis going on, as well as, you know, something with their heart or out-of-control diabetes, or they've got a wound or Physical whatever. Physical and mental exactly. issues. Exactly. So between that and the older people, mm-hmm. that's why we're, we're focusing on our, um, on our six beds right now for medical psychiatric units so that we can uh, treat these people, treat both or all of their symptoms, as well as help get them out of the emergency rooms quicker. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back to hear a little bit more about the Aspire Hospital. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, and this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or child care? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic 
has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Okay, we are back and we're talking about mental health today. And I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and we are sitting here with the folks from Aspire Hospital. I have David Luxner, Barry Spencer, and Lacey Rivers. So we're continuing the conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about detox and uh, how they work with, um, offer uh, social services and working with law enforcement and things like that. So who wants, who wants to talk? (laughs) Okay, well, I think, um, you know, Lacey is our director of clinical services, and she can address um, the the fact that we do provide people with mental health issues, crisis issues, that also have complications of medical issues. We can provide the clinical services component that the emergency rooms can't. Yeah, so people will, you know, a lot of times come in with issues that are, you know, related to substance abuse as well, and we, we try to get our team on board and our therapists to really treat the root of the issue. And so they're able to be in there to receive either the detox or, you know, if they're in the ER and they just have um, some medical issues and we're able to take them and they're able to be on our medical unit before they can transition to our psych um, side, it's really good for them to have our services with our therapists and go to our um, psychotherapy groups, receive individual therapy, family therapy, recreational therapy. Um, so it's a really good thing for people with um, substance abuse. Issues. So it's the whole thing. It's so. not just uh, psychiatric care. You've got the social services. You will look at them if they have other um, physical disabilities at the time. Um, you do the whole thing. Exactly. And so that's the difference. So are your beds often filled? We're getting there. I think we're getting there. It we, seems to be a big problem. We yeah. typically stay about 90% full. Yeah. Yeah. It's a general pretty rule. Good. I mean, I guess that's good for you, but it's hard for the people looking for help, right? Assistance. Well, a lot of times, though, that's when we can also evaluate maybe that person's really appropriate for our outpatient program. Because okay. um, sometimes people don't want to just, you know, jump into inpatient. So that's where our outpatient, they can come, you know, they can go home every night to their family, but they can still take that time to work on themselves. 
And in this day and age of managed care, the reality is, is that people that are admitted inpatient typically have to meet typically one of about four criteria. They have to be suicidal, homicidal, psychotic, or needing detox. Otherwise, the expectation with managed care is that they be treated on an outpatient basis. So I always like to tell folks when they call, and that's we, we do encourage people to call and get an appointment to get started, is that you know we have a variety of, of options, treatment options. Um, we don't try to make that determination over the phone. We'll give people a little guidance over the phone, but we'll typically try to set them up with an appointment. Um, it's one of the things, and I'll be honestly, it, it's one of the things that differentiates us from the other hospitals. Uh, most of the other hospitals don't do appointments. Uh, one of the things that we did um, deliberately was to try to work by appointment so we reduced the amount of time that people spend in admissions. With the bigger hospitals, the average admissions time is probably four to six hours. With us, it's that's a usually long time. An, that's a long time, <laughs> but that's very typical. Yeah. Very, very typical. And people that you know have had experience with some of the bigger hospitals know that that's what they're looking at. People are always amazed when they come in. How do y'all do it so fast? Well, we try to work by appointment. So when someone has an issue, we get them to call in. I'll give the number in just a minute. We get them to call in. We set them up with an appointment. We verify insurance, make sure we're a network. We take probably 95% of, of insurances, something of that nature. But we want we don't want folks to show up and waste their time with an insurance that is not going to pay and they're going to end sure. up with a big bill. So we do set up an appointment for folks. Uh, like I said, the admission process takes about an hour to get them completely done. And we typically see patients anywhere from, from the time there. If they're scheduled at 1 o'clock, we're usually on the ball within five minutes or so. Yeah. That, taken care of. And that doesn't mean if, you know, you're, you're out with somebody or you're home with somebody, a family member, a friend, you don't have a cell phone, whatever, you, you can come in yeah, we do without an walk appointment. Right. But exactly. it does help facilitate when we, well, when we you're have an appointment. Most likely not going to walk in if it's an unless it's an emergency, I would think. And tell me about emergencies. So, if someone is suicidal, let's say, um, you really need to call, of course, nine one one. Who 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 assesses if they're suicidal, and what if they don't want to go in? Okay, so there's a number of different options. You know, families have the option of taking their family member to, you know, the emergency room if it's something that they feel like has to be seen immediately. As a general rule, if law enforcement gets called to a scene and someone's suicidal, usually they're going to take them either to Tri-County or the emergency room first and be assessed by a mental health professional, okay? But the same thing happens at our place. They're assessed by a mental health professional uh, to determine what their needs are, and then we, you know, we kind of move forward from there once we've done That's an interview process, essentially. Um, many patients come from hospitals, other hospitals, ERs. Um, we get some from nursing homes, and frequently families call in. So we try to gather as much information as we possibly can initially. Um, but once we do that, then we, we have them seen by a mental health professional. Then they're in the state of Texas. They're required to see an MD within the 72 hours prior to admission. So we do frequently have patients that are sent in by their PCPs, uh, their psychiatrists, a variety of different do different doctors that are seeing them, and then they're also making those referrals. They're frequently calling us saying, I need to send a patient right in, and, and we see them. Uh, you know, the reality is, even if we make an appointment, we can see the vast majority of people the same day. So if somebody calls in in the morning and says, hey, you know, I've got to get in, I've got this problem, 
you know, we can usually schedule them that same That's very day. efficient. Mm-hmm. So what if somebody is showing signs that uh, they do need assistance, whether it's drug-related or suicidal or depressed, or, but they refuse service? Okay. So in the state of Texas, the law is very clear. The law says the only way you can hold someone against their will is if they're at imminent risk of harm to self or others. If the person's in the community and, say, a family member is aware of this going on and they're saying, no, they won't, they won't agree to any kind of treatment, the family member can go to the courthouse here in Montgomery County and they can get a mental health warrant. So what basically occurs is there's a couple of forms they have to go and fill out. They present it to the judge, um, and the judge basically determines whether there is imminent risk. If the judge believes there is true imminent risk of harm to self or others, the judge is going to issue the warrant. The judge will turn around and give it to the mental health constables, and then the mental health constables will be sent to the home or wherever the patient is uh, and then brought to the hospital. What's the process in that as far as uh, time? Because what if it's something that... Typically same day. Oh, okay. So we're not talking like next day. week or something no, like that. No, not at all. Because I would think that you would only do this if it was an emergency, emergency situation. Right, right. Exactly. So, so you want we, it to move quickly. So we do recommend if, you know, if families, you know, obviously the earlier, the better. The judge has got to sign off on it. Uh, I think there's there's a real move to try to get everything signed by 2 o'clock. So typically when we hear from families, we try to give them, hey, you know, the judge is going to sign stuff at 2 o'clock. You need to get in there before 2 and get all this taken care of so it gets before the judge. Otherwise, it could be the following day. But honestly, uh, the, the, the county attorneys, the county um, uh, folks that we work with, the county are very cooperative, and they'll bend over backwards to try to accommodate So people. if somebody had a question, they could call your hospital there Absolutely. and at least get pointed in the right place. Absolutely. Right. And, and what happens when somebody comes into our hospital, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, uh, they'll be seen by a psychiatrist within 24 hours, and they'll be seen by a medical doctor for a complete history and physical within 24 hours. So again, we're looking at you know both components, medical and psychiatric. And those that are involuntary, there'll be certain paperwork that the doctor has to fill out within, uh, was it 72 hours? Um, and we submit that to the court, and then the court will immediately set a date uh, to for them to appear before the judge because the judge of course has limited info you know the family member has said xyz or the doctor at the emergency room had said xyz the constables you know may have been there and, and and may say a thing or two but you know the judge wants to have an actual you know interview with the person um and so so that will get set up huh. and then we'll we'll go with the constables to court and everybody will have a conference with the judge yeah, the initial hearing is called a probable cause hearing, okay, where the judge is trying to determine is there probable cause uh, to admit this patient? Is, is there a reason? And the process believe? goes pretty fast. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and most often one of uh, Lacey's staff goes with the uh, patient to court to support them as well as answer questions from the judge. Okay. So what is that number to call? The main number, hospital's number is 936 uh, 647-3500. We do have an after hours number that's available if people want to call after hours. It's 936-200-6201. That call, that phone is answered 24 hours a day. Wow. Okay. So there's always, of course, if you got people there, there's always people on staff ready to help, whether it's a psychiatric, social, or medical assistance. Right, yeah. Lacey? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. What are we missing? Our website. 
A website. What is it? What is your website? It's, it's www.aspirehospital.com. Okay. Um, and you'll find, you know, different blog articles. You'll find different summaries about our different um, units, whether it's the medical psychiatric unit or diagnostic imaging, oncology, et cetera. Uh, there'll be links to our Facebook pages there. Um, all your services, all about you. Absolutely. Yes. So how, how long have you been there at Aspire, David? I, I've been there almost three years. And you, Barry? Seven years. Seven years. And Lacey? Almost a year. What do you like best about it? Oh, goodness. Oh, there's a lot. Um, our hospital. What are the five uh, things you like? Having worked at two <laughs> other larger hospitals in the area, uh, our hospital is much quieter. It's calmer. Uh, the patients get a lot more individualized attention. Our staff to patient ratio is much higher. Um, our therapists uh, do a lot more in terms of therapy where the bigger hospitals are looking at trying to save money so they may limit them to, to one individual therapy. We're gonna do that on a, on a case-by-case basis. you know. And if there's a need, we're gonna do what, whatever we have to do to try to meet the patient's needs. But the fact that it's, it's, it, it is much calmer, it's a quiet, it's hospitable, uh, and that's what the people need. They need absolutely they need individual attention, more calm. I would think those are big requirements. Yeah, and, and our, and our staff is very offer. hospitable. We have we really do have some very good staff. Having worked at two other facilities, uh, this is a very very good caring staff. Okay, and, and we work really well as a team. You know, under the behavioral health umbrella, we have admissions, we have clinical services, we have nursing, and you know, we really don't have walls, you know, like Lacey's therapists aren't going to say, oh, that's a nursing job uh, and vice versa. We, they're going to see how they can do that together. Work okay, together as a team. This person has a need. Well, you know, my therapist can do this or the, the director of nursing or the charge nurse to be well, one of my nurses can do this part and we work together. And another thing that, that I like, I really like the direction that we're going in with medical psychiatric because First of all, even aside from exacerbations where somebody's blood sugar is out of control or their hypertension is out of control, they haven't been taking their meds and we address those kinds of issues. Just in general, mental health, depression, uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, depression, psychosis, schizophrenia, all, all of those things, they don't exist in a bubble. I mean, they're just, they're people. So people get diabetes, hypertension, and other diseases and, and, and the people that suffer these mental health issues have that as well. And so for us to do more and more to address that, like if somebody has a wound, a freestanding psychiatric hospital isn't going to take that, because, that person because they're not an acute medical hospital. We're actually an acute medical hospital. So we can do IVs for dehydration or IVs for antibiotics. You treat the infection. whole person, exactly. in other words. So you don't exactly. just treat... The mental issues or whatever it's it's the whole person yes. whatever's going on and offer them a whole full full spectrum of services yes and and we also um we also concentrate on educating the people because as as barry will tell you with working with insurance companies their focus is on rapid stabilization you know the person is suicidal today you know if they're not suicidal tomorrow get them out kind of thing you know, if the blood sugar was out of control yesterday, but now it's within a normal limits, you know, let's get them out. But that doesn't teach that rapidly stabilize them. It's extremely important. You got to do that. But at the same time, you need to teach them a 
a little bit more so that they can understand a little so bit about what's going inside and can make some decisions. Yeah, so they yeah. can do the right thing and not be a frequent flyer in your hospital, exactly. right? You're trying Something to tell them like self-care. That. You want them yes. to, to learn how to take care of themselves. And so a lot of the things that we're teaching, coping skills, for instance, you know, how to deal with depression, that just a pill is not the total answer. So, you know, a lot of times we're focusing on, and, you know, their coping skills. And that's also why Lacey and her staff focus on doing family therapy so that we can teach the families. I mean, the husband needs that's to know idea. how to help the wife or, the, you know, the grandparents that are having dementia. Yeah, everybody works, you know, as a team. And sometimes you just need to sit down with somebody from the outside and bring family in. And, you know, even if it's something like building a contract. You know, I give so you, you permission. Have like a service plan. Exactly. Yeah. As a mm-hmm. family, because at home you can you can learn everything in the hospital, but you really have to take it home. And so that's what we, you know, push. I love it. OK, so it's uh, the website again, AspireHospital.com. Dot com. And then you can find all the links to everything else you need. And uh, we hope you don't need it. But if you do, services available in Conroe, serving Montgomery County and beyond. Right? Exactly, yes. yes. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank Barry, you. David, and Lacey. We'll be right back with Chuck Myers on uh, whatever Chuck wants to talk about Thank legal you. matters. <laughs> The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-647. 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, 
joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News. We were talking about mental health and Aspire Hospital. Now we're going to switch gears just a little bit, although who knows, it could be related. <laughs> but we have uh, Chuck Meyer here, and he is going to give us some updates about uh, cell phone data. Tell me a little bit about that, Chuck. Well, the Supreme Court recently came out with what I believe is a very surprising case. It's called Carpenter versus the United States. It's surprising for a number of reasons. Uh, First and foremost, because Justice Roberts was joined by the four liberal members of the court in this case, and he was not joined by departing Justice Kennedy. Uh, Carpenter versus the United States held that uh, the government cannot capture your historical cell phone location records from Verizon, AT&T, or wherever without a warrant. And that is a, a definitely a change from the way things have transpired in the past. Uh, it used to be that the government could go and, uh, and issue to uh, a mobile phone carrier uh, a um, request for cell phone location records for anyone they were investigating. Uh, all they had to show was that it would probably lead to information that uh, would be useful in a uh, criminal investigation. And they would do that through a process called a court order for disclosure. Uh, now they have to actually go get a search warrant if they want to have your data or my data or anyone's data. Do you think that's a good thing? It, what do you think well, about that? Uh, or does it all depend? <laughs> it, it, it all depends, of right. course. I mean, if you're uh, trying to get a bad guy, you want to know. As um, I think um, you, you may know, I'm a part-time prosecutor for Hardin County. So if I have my prosecutorial hat on, I'd say I'm not so sure I like this opinion. Right. But as someone who believes that as we're approaching the 4th of July, um, one of the big issues in the American Revolution was the abuse of the civil liberties of the, of the citizens. And if you go to the Capitol, there's a, a beautiful mural in, in three parts. And one of the parts is a, a, a patriot looking through the door uh, uh, from his side of the house um, to make sure that someone was, wasn't trying to unreasonably enter his house and either obtain him or information from his house. And uh, as you also may recall, I was the chief legal officer of a phone company, Blackberry. And we used to, get, that. <laughs> we used to get a lot of uh, requests for information that was contained in our database of information, our clients. And from a commercial standpoint, it, it makes it better for those companies because they don't have to comply with the government's disclosure without um, a search warrant. Sure. Is Blackberry and, still around? Uh, it is, but in a very, very different form. <laughs> Never hear about they, it. <laughs> they no longer produce uh, cell, cell phones. Cell phones. Okay. So. Anyhow, so. So 
on balance, I think it was a well-reasoned decision. And one of the things that struck me about the decision is Justice Roberts says, you know, the ability to collect data in a prosecution um, has to be constrained by the Fourth Amendment. This is not the same situation where you could get data about someone's home telephone. And that was where we were legally was they were applying the laws relating to home telephones to cell phones. In this particular instance, the the defendant um, data was basically hoovered up, and um, they found his location 127,000 times using cell phone data. They knew when he went to church or didn't go to church. They knew um, all sorts of locations, and as well as as long as your phone is on, they can track it. That's right? right. That's right. And, and and the chief justice, I think, appropriately said. You need a warrant, and that's not that big a hurdle for prosecutors and law enforcement people uh, to abide by. And the opinion was very specific. It was very narrow. It does not apply to national security matters nor matters of foreign affairs. So we're not aiding terrorists by this decision, which I'm sure some people will think that we are. Um, uh, so it's to protect, protect our rights. It's very much you protect know? the— it's, it's And the, your privacy. It, if, Unless they can prove that they need that information. That's right. With, that there's probable cause uh, exists for the warrant to issue right. to allow them to obtain that information. I don't think that's a bad idea. So they're raising the bar yeah. by, by which they're able to obtain it. Uh, it was an interesting case factually because the, uh, they were trying to prove that this guy was the lookout uh, for robberies of um, like Radio Shack stores where they were actually robbing to get cell phones. <laughs> so, among other things, um, but it's it, technology has progressed, but the law is always behind where technology progresses. And at at the extreme, uh, if the case had not come down this way, then who's to say that we couldn't be subjected to having a tracker on our body at all times? Uh, and when you think about Where's it, where's the limits? That is what our cell phone is. Where, where's Big Brother? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So it's, and I guess we never really think about that—that that our phone could be tracked, like right now, where we're at. Well, and it is being tracked. It's just who gets access to that data. Cell phone companies need it so that they can take you from tower to tower, um, and the so that their services are complete because they know where people are using the services. Right. And okay. GPS data, which is different. This is this was just related to cell phone data. Mm-hmm. GPS data is even more precise, but technology has developed so well with the cell sites that they can track your phone to within 50 meters. Um, so just over 55 yards, I guess. Kind of scary in a way. It, it Well, it but, is, but <laughs> you talk about any technology yeah. Any technology that it can be misused for ill. Sure. Uh, look at nuclear power uh, and, and, and the fact that we've used nuclear energy for, for peaceful purposes and, and for non-peaceful purposes. But then again, you know, uh, with this important um, new law, whatever, you know, I think it's better to protect the people. You know, because you don't want somebody that doesn't have just cause tracking your information and being able to get it. That's exactly you right. Know? But it, it only deals with the government. Um, and um, U.S. privacy laws are, 
are very weak in comparison to many parts of the world. Uh, ironically, California has probably the toughest privacy laws in the United States, uh, which in an era in which we all put things on Facebook that we later regret, <laughs> and particularly those like my children and, 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 and the younger uh, among us really don't have a sense of privacy being right. worth anything. Right. They don't realize uh, the scope of what they post something where it goes. Right. And, and, and it's just the good old days of where um, people were very protective about who they told what and who, who had access to their most personal information, like the bank account data or where they were going on vacation. Um, this current generation, that's not at all a concern. Uh, it's, it's broadcast freely in public. And they use several different social media sites. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and this particular, if, if you continue to post on social media sites, then that's fair game for prosecutors. It has nothing to do with. Is it? So oh, that's fair oh, game? Absolutely. That's a public record of, of uh, a publicly available record. Um, so think twice about where you're, what you're posting and where you're posting it. Hmm. Uh, and if this particular criminal defendant, had, as some people do on Facebook Live and other things, made a record of him sitting in the car outside of these locations. Then uh, that's fair game. That was fair game. But not basically taking more than seven days worth of uh, uh, data from cell towers to be able to demonstrate that he was sitting outside these various uh, stores where robberies occurred. Uh, he was not initially arrested. Um, but one of them, one of the ones that was arrested in a robbery that had gone wrong from the robber standpoint, confessed and he turned his phone to the FBI and they figured out that um, they could track from his phone um, all the locations and then they compared it to the locations in this list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the. Um, very, very interesting case, but I also find it, we heard, heard a lot about uh, Justice Kennedy uh, being a libertarian judge, and I was very surprised that he was on the opposite side of this 5-4 to four decision. Um, so it would be also interesting to see who the next justice will be. And, and where Trump's supposed to appoint somebody this week? Well, he's going to announce his nomination on who July 9th, and then... Yep. Um, the Senate will confirm or not Okay, confirm. well, we can talk about that maybe next week. Yes. <laughs> All right, so this wraps up our show for today. Thank you, Chuck, for some updates about our cell phone data. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, and this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. Thanks, Margie.